0: So I'm now speaking with Raquel Rosario Sanchez, who is one of the extremely brilliant, hardworking and innovative women involved in the yearly brilliant event that is Philia. The biggest conference, the biggest feminist conference in Europe, probably the world right now. And we're looking forward to... The 21st of October, right through to the 24th of October, to being with well over a thousand other women and a few men even, to talk about a whole range of issues affecting women and girls globally. And that's the key word, isn't it, Raquel? Global.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. At Philia, we we are very proud of the fact that we not only platform international perspectives at the conference, but throughout our entire organization. So the whole of Philia is composed of women from all backgrounds, walks of life, who bring so many different experiences to the table. So for us, it is key that although we are And we run the largest annual grassroots feminist conference in Europe that we don't only centre on the UK, that we really create a platform that addresses everything that is happening to women on their patriarchy, which is global.
0: Tell me a little bit about yourself and your feminist campaigning and how you got involved with Filia in the first place. So I'm the, the
1: spokeswoman for Filia and I am also a trustee. My background is in working in the women's sector, addressing male violence against women and girls. Um, And I'm also a a researcher, a writer and a campaigner. So all of my work used to center around male violence against women. And later it became more focused around the fight to protect sex-based rights and the imposition of gender identity policies. I became a trustee and a, a spokeswoman, and then a trustee at Filia because my activism became sort of noticed once I came to the UK to do a PhD at the Center for Gender and Violence Research. So I was in the UK now, and I started going to meetings and doing more of my writing about issues taking place here. And at one point, some of the Filia women approached me and asked me if I wanted to be a spokeswoman. And I couldn't believe it. I felt like, are you serious like me? Why? <laughs> but they but they were very keen that they wanted my perspective. And I'm just very glad to, to be a part of the team. So I want to emphasize that, you know, Philia, you go to the conference and you think that it is put on by maybe magical creatures or something, it is put on (laughs) by women. It is put on by the amazing Philia volunteers. We have around 80 volunteers and, you know, just like me, I just described to you my background, just like me, there are 80 other extremely fascinating women who all have their own stories and who bring that to Philia. And by bringing that to Philia, we put together the conference. And the Philia Conference is going to take place this October from the 22nd to the 24th.
0: And in Cardiff, because that's the other thing that, although I complain, because I live in London, uh, that, you know, we have to travel to Portsmouth one year, to Bradford another year, um, to now to Cardiff. Although we do get, you know, moans about that, actually, we really love going to other cities to look at what the situation there is for women because, of course, there are different groups um, of immigrant women, of asylum seeking women, there are different uh, classes, and there are different social structure- structures depending on which cities you go to across the UK. And we learn from that, but also it means that we get to know a little bit more about places that we might not have visited. So, Cardiff this year, how did that come about?
1: The Philly Conference started as feminism in London. And for many years it took place in London, but as a, as a group of women and volunteers, Filia just decided, you know what, let's bring this amazing conference all over the UK. You know, let's just move things around so that women from Portsmouth, women from Bradford, women who are from Wales, don't feel like, oh, I have to always go to London to see some feminism or to be among feminists. So we Um, made the decision, let's just move things around so that we can get to know the communities, involve ourselves in the communities. And you're absolutely right. You know, after 2017, the Filia Conference have been making the rounds all over the UK. In 2018, the Filia Conference was in Manchester. 2019 was in Bradford. 2020 obviously we had COVID and 2021 was in Portsmouth. Portsmouth. Um, this year we are in Cardiff and then after that we're going to take it into other regions um, around the UK. But for us it's very key, it's very important that philia is accessible to as many women as possible. You know, and part of that is It's been in their communities where everything is happening because as you mentioned, different communities of women experience different issues sometimes. And maybe the the issues that are local to women in Portsmouth could look a little bit different from women in Cardiff. So we want to get involved. And something that is very important is that the Philia conference takes place over two days. This time is going to be three days. But the work that Philia does in the communities precedes that, you know, like for example, we are in Cardiff this year, but we started working with local campaigners in Cardiff over a year ago because Mm -hmm. we don't want to just turn up, do the event and then we leave, you know, we really want Mm -hmm. to build a a relationship, a rapport of trust between the local women and the organizers. So in essence, the Philia conference that you're going to see this year in Cardiff is a collaboration between local Welsh women and the Philia team. And we are extremely inspired and proud of the very long history of Welsh feminism and their involvement in, in the Philia conference has been throughout. You know, they get to requests, you know, we want to have a panel on this, we want to have a panel on this. If there's artwork, there's artwork that is produced by Welsh women. Um, If there's merchandise, the merchandise is produced by also local Welsh artists, you know, it's not, we're very conscious of the the importance of taking into account the voices and having collaboration with the, the women who are on the ground in these cities before and after we we foot there.
0: And that's brilliant because also those women from Wales and those of us that are coming from other parts of the UK are going to be privileged to hang out for three days with women from countries including Canada, India um, and the like. And some of them are all friends of mine. I've been very lucky enough to travel a lot to do my journalism and and feminist campaigning and looking at these sessions here i mean it's amazing Um, you know we're looking at a broad sweep of issues that relate to women and girls as i say and we've got stuff that could be even a little bit spiritual so stuff on matriarchy and the like and then we've got pornography women's sports women and socialism A world without patriarchy. We've got issues on porn dolls, which is a big contentious topic right now. And all of those topics that we've been talking about for a long time, as well as new issues coming up. Migration and motherhood, for example. And, I mean, these speakers are quite incredible. So Solidarity with Women in War Zones, for example. Tell me a little bit about how that session came about.
1: Well, it's it's all about sort of what is it that the women on the team and um, want to do, and what is it that local um, um, the local campaigners want. So for example, the Welsh women we always have at every Filia conference we have an action, sort of a, a a rally. And this year, the Welsh women wanted. Um, they wanted the Saturday night action to focus on the shocking response to sexual violence and not just talking about like statistics and the criminal justice system, Um, but they wanted just the broader focus of, for example, how, for example, how women are blamed for the clothes that they wear. So I just wanted to mention that the rally this year in Wales is going to be is a, a, a demand, a request from the local Welsh campaigners. They wanted to focus on sexual violence. The hashtag is going to be never her fault. Um, and the Filia hashtag is Filia2020. So, for you mentioned solidarity with women in zones. Well, we have volunteers all over the world. You're absolutely right about that. We have volunteers who come from Israel, from India, from Spain, from Panama. We have filial volunteers in Afghanistan, in Brazil, Croatia, Poland, all that kind of stuff. And one of the the, the women in in Afghanistan, uh, one of the women in the team said, you know what, we need to have a focus on all of the wars that are are taking place, unfortunately, around the world. So in this uh, panel, people are going to be able to learn about how to deal with war, how to deal with militarism and violence from a feminist perspective, and including it will be addressing the challenges of non-violent resistance, feminist self-defense, and working for peace. So people are going to be able to hear from from campaigners from all over the world who have been living in militarized zones in war zones and learn from their experiences. I mean, if you yeah. ask me particularly how each panel came about, there are a lot of panels, Julie. Yes, I know. There are 150 speakers and there are a lot of panels going on. So. Um, um, so yeah, different volunteers decide, you know what, I really care about matriarchy and I, I really want to have a panel focus on that. I really care about racism and, and migrant rights and I would like to have a panel on that.
0: There, there are some, some amazing um, panels, obviously, and I'm already worried about the clash of some that I really want to go to, which means I'll miss others. There's so much good stuff. I mean, why are pregnant women in prison? That looks amazing. Um, also a panel on lesbian spaces. I'm doing three different panels and I'm going to be able to be with women, who some of whom I've worked with before, campaigned with before, some of whom I'll be meeting for the first time, such as the one on the global sex trade and how to seek to abolish it. and And we've also got some fun, lots and lots of fun, because when feminists, when women get together in big groups and when those women are... Keen and passionate to challenge patriarchy and change things for the better. We always have fun, but look at this same-sex double-role tango, right? And here's (laughs) here's the thing: I actually know one of the women teaching tango in this in a ninety-minute workshop that you've got, Jiminy Hignett, who I actually met uh, during my book tour of The Pimping of Prostitution, which came out in 2017. And I was so thrilled to be invited to the Netherlands, where, as you will know, they have completely legalised all aspects of the sex trade since the year 2000. And in the last few years, there's been a growing feminist abolitionist movement. And I didn't think... Ten years ago, if you'd have said to me I'd be launching my book in Amsterdam, I would have laughed. Well, I probably wouldn't have laughed. I'd have probably had to put a suit of armour on. And a stab vest. And Jiminy was one of those that came to my book launch. And here she is teaching tango. Um, And then, again, we've got a film and networking night. We've got women talking about being abused through their male partner's use of pornography. um, And imagining a world without patriarchy. So a massive uplift. As well as looking at the horrors facing women and girls around the world right now. So it's a positive space, isn't it?
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And just just the sheer volume of it can feel breathtaking. I mean, we're talking about 1,500 um, attendees to the Philia conference. We usually have um, a women-only dance floor, um, we have a women-only dance floor and we are expecting, so this is sort of like our ninth event to just like have fun, debrief, have a drink, have a shot, just be amongst each other. And we're anticipating that there's going to be around a thousand women in this women-only space. Can you consider the possibility of a women-only space with a thousand feminists on it? It's, it, it feels so gargantuan that, that you don't even it really takes your breath away. Um, But but this is, I just want to emphasize again, you know, this is, when you go to the Filia conference, it can feel like the sense of camaraderie among women, the sense of like grassroots, these are women connecting with each other because they want to challenge things in their communities. It, it feels like a very beautiful experience. And it is in large part because of the hard work of the Philia volunteers who make it possible. And in our team, you know, we have women from all walks of life who May have you know their day jobs. You know, it's like I'm a lawyer, I'm a businesswoman, I'm a student, I'm an environmentalist, or maybe I work in the male violence against women sector. It's women from all ages, from early twenties to seventy years old, and women who are carers, women with no children, women with child, with young children or old children. Like it's just women from all over the world who decide. You know what? I want to volunteer some of the hours in my week to help not only Philia, the organization, put all these other projects in in place, we can talk about this later on, but set up this conference that is going to become an uplifting environment for women. And Philia does feel, I mean, I'm biased because I'm the spokeswoman and a trustee but it does feel like a positive environment. Although I do have to be clear that, you know, some of the topics that we are addressing are very difficult you know, we are going to be talking about men who have chosen porn over their wives and partners and girlfriends. We are going to be talking about, you know, birth issues. We're going to be talking about the protection of um, le- lesbian spaces. We're gonna be talking about police perpetrated abuse. There's going to be discussions about, you know very contemporary issues sort of, for example working with both the left and the complications of working with the right which is something that's very current all of these issues can be heavy and can be difficult and I remember my first conference in Manchester you know we saw conversations about the sex industry and the harms of this of the of prostitution and women and I just felt like I needed a break like a long break because it was just so heavy but then you go to another session and you can feel uplifted um so because we know that it can, it can be very an intense day and uh, three very intense days for women there are designated areas that are like quiet spaces where you can just sort of rest
0: yeah and lots and lots of friends around lots of new women to meet to get to know and also some good social events and for example Vaishnavi Sundar, who's a brilliant um, Indian activist, uh, a self-taught filmmaker from Chennai. She is the founder of Women Making Films. She's made some amazing films. And is going to be um, at Philia and we're going to have a film evening with her. And then there's uh, Nahanda, who's an award-winning singer. And she's going to be entertaining us whilst also educating us through some of her extremely hard-hitting political lyrics, and so much more. I mean, uh, obviously, we're going to put the link um, to Filia on this podcast um, thread, and many of you will have already bought your tickets. Are there some tickets left?
1: There are a couple of tickets left, but you have to hurry because we're about to sell out.
0: See, this is the thing. Women are hungry for this conference, for this event, you know, I, I look forward to it as soon as it finishes, one October, to, to the next. Yeah. You know, it's the biggest feminist event on the calendar. And what's really amazing is how many women... I think it, each year it grows in terms of its international lens and focus. And some of the women coming over, for example, from Collective Shout in Australia, who I've worked with before, that are looking um, at the sexualization of girls about the harms of pornography, the sex trade. And Caitlin Roper, who's an old friend of mine, um, will be coming to address the conference on her new book about porn dolls, about robotic sexualized creatures that are supposedly there for men's sexual relief. When what she's arguing, and I won't give too much away, but I'm sure you can imagine is that this further entrenches the view that women are nothing but sex objects, inanimate objects for men's use, and that men have an uncontrollable sexual appetite that we somehow need to appease. So it's it's going to be really educational as well as interesting. I just
1: did a podcast with Caitlin Roper about her new book, you know, Sex Robots and Woman Hating. And it really is, uh, there's so many topics that are happening that are harming women around the world. And it's great to have campaigners who are dedicating their lives to really shed a light on these difficult topics. For example, Kaylee talking Kayleigh talking about sex robots, but also, as you mentioned, women who are coming from, uh, from Afghanistan who are having conversations about what's happening in their countries. Um, and from all over the world, it's really amazing to have a global perspective on all of the issues that women are facing in patriarchy. And something that I also wanted to mention is um, that Philia, as I mentioned at the beginning, you know, Philia is moving around the UK because we want to be accessible to all women and we want women to feel, to connect with each other. You know, if maybe if we went to the same conference in the same city in London every year, then maybe, it would not be as diverse as it is now, but something that has really worked for us is to move around the country. And as we do that, FILIA has become an organization that is really, devoted to movement building, to building the women's liberation movement, along with everyone else who is doing this work. So for example, instead of just jumping into a city, we do our event and we leave, we start working with local campaigners a year in advance. So for example, the Filial Legacy Project is an excellent initiative that came out of Filia, And what we do with the Filial Legacy Project is that we don't only do a conference, we have projects in the local communities working with women on the ground what is it that is most present to you what is it that you need um, and for example something that we have been doing in Cardiff is engaging girls in, in their schools you know to talk to 14 year olds 15 year old girls and we discuss with them women's rights and women's issues we talk about um, the suffrage history you know it becomes a very um, a very dynamic uh, conversation with girls. You know, it's not just addressing women. There's a lot of things that girls are going through that they need feminism for, and this is done in partnership with local Welsh women. Um, for example, at this week at this year's conference, we're going to have Nazanin, Zagari Radcliffe, and 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 this is sort of the culmination of a very long campaign that 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 Philia did, and we did a campaign, a hunger strike, a relay hunger strike campaign, for the release of Nazanin. Nazanin is an Iranian British charity worker who was imprisoned in Iraq for all in in Iran for almost six years after she visited her parents just to introduce them to her one-year-old. And because of a lot of political failures and and political games by men, she ended up being detained there, accused of spying and of training journalists. So, her her family, her husband started this hunger strike. Some women who became Uh, enraged by the treatment of this woman also did some hunger strikes and we decided, well, let's just do a collective hunger strike. And at Philia, we had over a thousand women Sign up in solidarity. We had a thousand and one hundred and seventy three fasters who were willing to do a hunger strike for a day and then relate to another woman. So that's the solidarity action that we did. And this year, women will be able to hear directly from Nasanin at the Philia Conference. It's going to be an inspiring, uplifting, and just beautiful woman that shows a uh, beautiful yeah. moment that shows the power of women.
0: Oh, I can't wait to meet her. Um, I did my tiny bit and I went hungry and I think it was Boxing Day, Um, which actually, do you know what, who wants to eat leftovers? It was fine. But (laughs) she's, she's one of the most amazing women, tenacious, strong, courageous. And we have sessions on that. We have sessions on tenacity, about resilience and resistance, how we keep going in the midst of the tsunami of misogyny that we're facing right now, which... On the upside is why our movement is growing and it's so vibrant and there's so many more young women coming to Philia. And that is another thing that I love. There are always so many young women at Philia. When I did a session last year when my book, Feminism for Women, um, was published, uh, I was delighted to see 20 and 30-year-olds in that room, some of whom I'd spoken to, interviewed for the book, others who were... I don't know, some of them have been told by their mums. Go to Filia, learn about feminism, read about feminism, the real feminism, not the feminism you're told about in your university LGBTQQI plus groups or the feminist group that men are running, but actually go amongst the women and see for yourself. And it was fantastic because they don't just take with a pinch of salt what we say. And of course we're not asking, uh, as uh, you know, speaking... Um, As an older woman I'm not asking young women to just take my word for things but just to learn from each other and I learned so much from those young women at that session because of course they're in the midst of a terrible backlash and they're facing some of the most horrific sexualized bullying that I in my youth didn't of course hadn't didn't face because technology was completely different. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and I want to emphasize, you know, we
1: absolutely love the fact that there are so many young women who are a part of FILIA and who are coming to the Philia conference. But also we, we never want to discard women of a certain age, you know, because those are the ones who have experienced the most in patriarchy, you know. So I always want to be keen to say, for example, I'm leading a panel called Philia Sisterhood is Global and and most of the women in the panel are going to be young women but also we need the perspective of the women who came before us patriarchy loves to discard women you know it does it to all women um but but we're very keen to to emphasize that it's like well, we don't do that. We don't discard women just because they hit a certain age. We want them with us um, throughout this. Conference. And that's the beauty of Philia. That is like, you have women, young women, old women, women with children, with no children, uh, women who are religious, some who are not religious. You know, they all come together and they have this sort of um, sense of sisterhood, which is so rare outside of these spaces, these types of spaces. And, and when it comes to... Um, the young women, you know, we have we've had for a number of years, like the radical girls, who are an amazing organization made yeah. of young women, made up of young women who are addressing things like pornography, who are addressing things like, you know, prostitution and like the whole uh, sort of the objectific- objectification of women that. It is true. It has become more prevalent now with the event of social media and all of this technology. But but yeah, we're absolutely delighted to have a combination of young women like them and also the Hague mothers who are of a different generation and these women who have been negatively impacted by the hate convention, you know, because of the nature of the, the demographic, obviously, is going to be women of a certain age. But that's the pers- that's perspective that we need. And, and we always we are holistic in our approach that we have to emphasize all of it.
0: Well, my first night uh, at the conference, the Friday before we kick off on the Saturday, I'll be having dinner with a group of women, one of whom is um, the absolutely wonderful, iconic feminist Jalna Hanma, who is 91 years old. And so we will be a, a, a group um from the age of, I think, 25 to 91, and everything in between, at dinner that evening, and all from different backgrounds and perspectives. And that is the face affiliate, and that's why I can't wait to go and to see you there, Raquel. Of course,
1: that that is fantastic, that is fantastic. And I, and I feel so happy to hear that. You know, we really something that you're going to be very uh, excited about is that we're going to be launching our women's first project at this Filia 22 conference. And the women's first project is about supporting women exiting prostitution. So this is a project that, I mean, at Filia our position is an abolitionist perspective on the sex industry because of the harms that it does to women and girls. This is reflected throughout our um, agenda over the years, you know, it's not a new position, but this is a project that we started working on in March and philia has been working in collaboration with exited women who have left prostitution and the sex trade and we have had this conversation about you know what would have helped you exit exit the sex trade what is something that 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 you would like local forces local authorities to know and then out of that we have developed a toolkit Philia has in collaboration with Exit Women has developed a toolkit and we approach local authorities with advice, with suggestions, because sometimes they only look at prostitution through the lens of harm reduction. They only look at prostitution through the lens of antisocial behavior. And we understand obviously you and I understand because we both work on prostitution as a topic. that there's an angle that is far more important and more pressing than that, which is the angle of, well, what about talking about prostitution as a form of male violence against women and girls? Um, So this is about helping reframe the local authorities' approach to prostitution and to provide an an analysis that is centering the, the harms of male violence against women. So we're very excited to use this feminist conference to launch that project. And that's something that we're going to be um, discussing on on Sunday at the Women's First panel.
0: Well, I think that's a wonderful note to end on. Obviously, uh, very much looking forward to that. And yeah, if you haven't got your ticket, well, I mean, what on earth were you thinking? But if this is the first time that you've heard of the Philia Conference, get online now and see if you can grab one of the very few that's left And everyone else that's listening that's coming, we'll see you there.